Team I got more questions for you than you have for me. <laughs> We're rolling. Welcome to the Eric Lang Show. Richard Kind has a lot of questions here, but... Uh, welcome, welcome. <laughs> do you want to introduce the show? Sure. How are you? Let's play golf. Uh, Richard here. Um, I guess, you know, you've done a lot of stuff. I, uh, growing up in the 80s, I was addicted to Mad About You. That was that. That wasn't the eighties. That was was it early nineties. It was the nineties. So so then yeah. So then I'm I was old. nine years old. Yeah, I was nine years old. Nine years old. Oh, you didn't yeah. like that show? I loved. No, I really did, man. I loved that show. I was into that show. I was into Frasier. I loved. For some reason, okay. I, I liked shows where it was oh, like. I, I, no, I love Frasier. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Did you watch Cheers? Of course. Okay. By the way, can I just talk and talk and you'll edit it, or will this this this? I try it? not to edit it. We try to just go in one go. Is there, you can curse? What are you? No, doing? it's not that. It's just I talk a lot. No, that's that's okay. good. Okay. That's good. Say whatever you want. All right. I'll say whatever I want. Um, yeah, I did. Um, geez, Mad About You was got to be mid, mid-90s. You want to know something? Tell me. It. Oh, I guess it was early 90s because then the way, the way that I gauge things is by Michael Boatman's daughter's age. Michael Bolton or Michael Boatman? Bol- Boatman, Boatman. Who was, who was the, the actor on, uh, the African-American actor on, all right, he's black. Uh, the black <laughs> actor on Spin City. Uh, right. His daughter was born a week after we started shooting the show. Oh, that is your... And now she's 21. So, so now I realize how old I am, how long Spin City's been started, and then before that, I guess, you know, it was a couple, yeah, three or four years before. What's crazy is in my head, Spin City's a new show. You know what I mean? Because that's like, I don't know. Like, because, you're, because then you were old. You were yeah. old enough to, to be aware of things. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. So when people come it's up like to you, television. You're, you radio. your Wikipedia is deep, dude. You're like, there's yeah. like 170 things. Oh, I think there's more. What, I, I hate to say 290. It. Four hundred. Okay, okay. It's, 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 I know it's over two hundred. You can't remember them all. Oh, when people bring up, oh, I really liked you on, or I don't know what you're talking about, and as close as a year ago, that something that I did, and I go, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. And then they would describe it, describe it, and I go, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That, so, that was me. so I mean, but you got to understand, it it lives for a life, but that day is could be four hours, right? You know, it took me four hours to shoot that. Goodbye. Thanks very much for the craft service. I'm out of here. And uh, and I'll never see it. It's it's work. Sometimes it's money. Sometimes it's really good money. Very often it's not good money. <laughs> and I go do it because I do it. Right. Like, I don't know whether I'll remember this. Yeah, I'm I, sorry. I will. That's okay. You I, don't well, have to remember this. It's on tape. It's on tape. Yes, I know. You, so, but you... And God knows I'm getting a fortune for you, this. You got a... You actually got a tall coffee and a grande cup. That's what I did. That's my trick. I did... Oh. I get a tall coffee and a grande cup. And they usually give you a little more. Not that I'm that cheap. I just don't like... Because they give you the coffee and it's like overflowing. That's very smart. Thank you. I learned it from someone else. Very smart. Oh, yeah. Okay. So so anyway, people come up to you. What do they say when they come up to you on the street? Because you, you must get a lot. Oh, I get a few things. You for, must get for, a lot. For, for, uh, first of all, okay, the bad ones are, <laughs> oh, you're you're an actor. Yeah. Yeah, I recognize you. Yeah, good for you. You sat on a couch. Right. Um, <laughs> the second thing is, uh, I, I mean, and, and then it runs to the gamut with to, you know, I really have to thank you. My, my mother was very ill with cancer, and we... Watched you every day. We watched reruns of blah blah blah. Or we and you always made my mother laugh, and that's the loveliest thing. And then in between is, dude, you're a great actor, or wow, I love everything you do, or uh, it's when they get specific. 
about stuff where they didn't have to sit on a couch and just turn on their TV, but they right. went to a play uh, that I might have done or, uh, or saw a good movie that not everybody saw and that I'm proud of. That one you, you sort of like, but, uh, you know, you, you, you just get it all up and down the line. Now, my wife uh, will be walking down the street and uh, uh, we'll be arguing. And uh, somebody will walk by and go, oh, I love you. And I go to my wife. I go, you see, see he loves me. <laughs> this guy, he, he loves me. And she literally says, you must not have a bad day in your life. And I go, you're out of your mind. These are strangers who happen to have their own reality of which I'm not connected to myself. I don't know them. So, yes, I like being complimented. But no, 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 no. I, I don't. You know, I, I when they say I, I love you, I love it, but it just it doesn't change my world like it should. Right. Okay. Now, when I was a kid, and I lay in bed dreaming of the day when somebody knew me or wanted my autograph or said I was great, I, I I'd stop in my tracks. I couldn't wait for it. I'd hate to put it like this. It. Anybody worth their salt, it doesn't really mean that much. You like accolades, it's great. I you I dreamt of winning an Academy Award. It's not going to happen, and I live with it, and it's How fine. do you know it's not going to happen? Well, I, I hope it still happens. Oh, my God, I hope it all happens. Yeah. But I love, I, I found out that I really love to work. Right. That's what I love to the do. The work itself. Yeah, but it's playing pretend, and it's fun, and it's challenging, and it's it's great. I love to work. Right. And that, unfortunately, is something producers know. And what do you mean? Oh, in the sense that they can just sort of grind the, you down? Y- yes, and say, uh, you know, we could, we only had this amount of money to do. Look, I like the part. I like the job. The, the, the project is great. Yes, of course, I'll do it. Of course, I will. Right. So, they, you know, it's tough. And so, uh, you know, you have this wonderful career. You, you love it, which I think is really... You, I think I think what's cool about one of my favorite types of people to interview on this show is actors because obviously they're very creative and their job is to entertain, but also I, I think they love their lives. It's, at least it seems that way with the people that I've met. You know, there's there's like a, you know, also like I mean you have this sort of you've lived out your dream, right? And so I, I you want to know something? I used to think it took a lot of courage to become an actor. It takes a lot more courage to leave the business. You know, at age 28, you know, the whole, your whole life, you, you know, you, you, you dreamt of being uh, an astronaut. Then you dreamt of, of being uh, a baseball player. Then you dreamt of being a, a rock star. Well, that wasn't going to happen. But then you dreamt of being an actor. Well, I could, I could do that. And you do it. That's doable. And you do it up until you're about 28, 29, and you realize, I'm waiting tables, and I've got the best shifts, but this is not what I had in mind. And then you, you have to leave. Now... I've known a few people who did that, and they left for greater fortune, as in producer of a TV show, or uh, agent, or producers, and they they stay in the business, but they're far wealthier, far more successful. Would they have been happier being an actor? I don't know. And I will tell you this about acting sometimes. A couple of things. You wake up every morning without work, and you wonder, will I ever work again? Or where is the good e- job? Even you now. Oh, God, yes. That's insane. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, you know when it started? When, when I got on Spin City and I go, oh, this is great. And, and, and it was running for a few years. How many well, years? Like six? It was six years. But, and, and you go, what am I going to do when this is over? Oh, my God. Is it, or, or every job you get. Is this the last job I'll ever get? Or 
it's it really you really, you think that way. And that's not just you. That's that's you you've exper- you've talked to other actors as successful as you. They're not as neurotic, Joe, as I am. <laughs> but every actor's neurotic. This is the Upper West Side right here. Yeah, right, exactly. Now, the other thing you think of, and this I... This, if you're worth your salt, you'll feel this way. You do your job that day. On the ride home, you're driving, and you go, Oh, you know what I should have done with that line? God damn it. And you can't do it again. It's gone. And you... you Obsess about it. There are things, there are lines in a show that I still think about. Years gone by. Oh, God, why didn't I hit the line on that? Or I should have done that. Or you watch the film, which I don't do a lot. But you watch it and go, oh, that I know what I wanted to do with that. Or then you see it and you go, oh, why didn't I do that? Now, with a play, you get to do it over and over and over again. And that's why I like doing plays, so that you get to, to correct what you... You, you, the, all those, those things about, oh, why didn't I do this? You get to try it. You may be wrong, by the way, <laughs> but it's fun to make that mistake. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think that's why I actually have a hard time listening to the podcast itself. Mm-hmm. Because later on, I'm like, oh, he literally teed me up for some great thought. Is that the worst? Yeah. And right. Then, yeah, I he can't teed tell. me up or, or, oh, God, why did I make that joke? Or even worse, why didn't I say that line? Yeah. Teed me up with a great joke or a great story or I really should have pressed that more and yet I was in my own head and only thinking about the next question when I should have said, oh, why didn't I continue with that line of questioning? Exactly. It kills you. Yeah, it's, it's pretty frustrating. But don't worry, you'll be able to catch up on our second interview. Yeah, I'll forget. Well, we were talking before I turned the mics on about you wanting to be on the show Adventures in Golf. Which I, you haven't seen yet. I'm going to show it to you. I would love it. You're going to love it. I would. I'd. I'd love it. I'm, and not. And I hate you for doing it because <laughs> I have thought of this. I mean, I, you've uh, been busy making money. You own, do you own this apartment? I don't own. I, okay. I, well, I own the other one. You own the other one. He's got I rent two. This. Well, yes. Well, I have. The, yeah. Okay. I've. I've, I've got an empire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, but I thought of doing something of, of of doing something like that because I think I'd be fun on a golf course yeah. and getting guys out there and you know just just playing three holes four holes I mean you record the whole 18 well we do I'll send it to you but we'll spend days in a place and we'll do like the introduction is like a walk and talk through the streets of Mumbai we record that it's it takes three hours yeah oh. yeah and then we go to we don't it's never like 18 holes really it's more like an experience of an unusual way of playing golf like like in Mumbai, they play golf in the slums on streets that are smaller than the than the length of the couch or the width of the couch, well, with that's... like bent metal and ping pong balls. But it's golf, and they're all the caddies at Mumbai Golf Club across the street. So that's one oh, of the wildest. Okay, ones. that's you can't have many of those like that, can you? Well, you know, I got that a lot. Is are you going to run out of episodes? Well, sure, you're going to run out of some episodes like that. But no, but I've isn't found... every golf course just aren't they pretty much okay? Yeah, you have the. Um... You know the, the the Scottish courses with the the, the links courses yeah. versus a country club or a resort yeah. or or a really hard you know championship course. Okay, those are different. But how many of those? How many really are off the beaten track that they are dirt roads? Well, there there aren't that many. But the truth is, we haven't gone to Africa. We haven't gone to South America. I mm-hmm. uh, haven't gone to Central America. We haven't been to China. I mean, there's even within all those places. Yes, that's the extreme example in Mumbai. But the truth is. If the show is merely just about the, it's called adventures in golf. So, so if that's the sh- if the theme of the show is strange people in strange places uh-huh. all playing golf, 
I think I could find it anywhere. We could go to a driving range in the middle of, uh, you know, Guangzhou. Oh, driving ranges are are a, <laughs> a class unto themselves. You know, yeah. that they're great. Now, Lee Trevino, by the way, oh, yeah. grew up in I think Texas or New Mexico, and that's how he yeah. learned to play golf is playing uh, on on dirt. Yeah, on hitting a golf ball on dirt, so he can pick anything. Yeah, and he can and and became a great golfer. Because he, he had to. I mean, the conditions were the worst. So he gets to a golf course. Oh my God! It's why? why uh, believe me, this is this is heaven yeah. compared to what I used to hit off of. You love golf. I do. I really, really do. What? How? Why? When? Uh, all right. This is an. It's interesting. It's interesting because it's me. Uh, my <laughs> dad was a very good golfer. He played golf in the army. Uh, when he passed away, he was a six handicap. So he's a really good golfer, and he begged me to take up golf he gave me the lesson he belonged to a country club gave me the clubs the the club itself the teacher everything i wanted and i said i don't want to and here's what i tell my kids and you know what my dad said okay and he didn't force me he didn't make me play and if i had my life to live over again i would have learned when i was a kid because, and this is a really good, this is for those of you who have children. When you're a baby, a baby can fold itself in half. It's unbelievable. A baby can sit there and grab their own feet while they're in a stroller, okay? And then all of a sudden they become three years old. They can't grab their toes like that anymore. They can't fold in half anymore. They're still limber, but they can't do that. They become 10, well, all of a sudden, or 11 or 12, they, they get muscles and they're not as loose. And then you get to 13 and then to 20 and to 30. And as you grow older, your body changes in ways that are not great for golf. So at age 10 or 11, if you can feel what it really go, means to make a turn and to swing out and let the club the head of the club be stronger than your arm so you can only swing on the right path because you can't muscle the edge of the club, you will have a natural golf swing. So at age 11 or 12, get your kids lessons to a golf range. Just let them hit it. Do not let them play. They shouldn't be on the golf course that early because the worst that could happen is what happened to me is I became addicted to it. Okay? I'm addicted to golf. And I'll tell you about that Even in a still. second. What? Even still. No, no, I'll tell you why I am, what, what, what I am. But uh, a kid should have so many interests. You know, a, a, a kid like Tiger Woods, the poor guy didn't have a life. You see these Asian girls who are forced to practice hours and hours a day. Granted, they're great golfers, they make a heck of a living, but give a child a childhood. Let them experience life. And if they want golf, then they'll play it all they want. But get a kid lessons and let them learn how to swing the club. You don't take them every once a week or anything, but if a kid gets on a golf team and starts playing every day and goes to the range for four hours a day, He's got no life. When does he read? When does he think about movies or about uh, about his friends or go goes and get in fights or whatever it is? A child should have a childhood. So I said no to my dad. And my kids, I say, you're going to take golf lessons. And they go, 
we don't want to. And I say, I don't care. You're going to learn how to swing the club. And I wish that my dad had said, uh, when, I, when, when I said, I don't want to, and he said, okay, I do the opposite. I say, sorry, you're going to take lessons. Flip side of that is it's so hard in New York to play golf. Right. It's just hard. You know, every time you enter the city, do you know it's $15 to get through the tunnel? I mean, think about that. To get to your own hometown, you have to pay $15. So you leave. That is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. $15 to enter your hometown. That's crazy now that you say it that way. I know. To go th- into the Lincoln Tunnel, the George Washington Bridge, the Verizon, it's $15. Crazy. And you have to go out of the city in order to play golf. Right. So you got the lessons, and, and it's, just, it's just tough. You got to move the car. You got to get the car, schlep all the way out there. Who knows if there's traffic? Sometimes it takes 45 minutes to get from New York to the Lincoln Tunnel out to New Jersey. And then you got you to drive and find a good pro. And it's very difficult. And where do you practice here? It's, it's outrageous. Now, when I became addicted to golf... Um, I belong to Lakeside Golf Course in L.A. In L.A.? Oh, okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, I was like, is there a Lakeside here, too? No. I love Lakeside. I bu- oh, I love Lakeside. Yeah, yeah. I became addicted to golf. I became addicted to the club and to the membership. I l- it's a fraternity. It is, and like, I know, does your audience know where you belong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you belong to Wilshire. Yeah. Great course. Very similar. Um, Very similar yeah. layout, and, yeah. and I agree with you. Yeah, I like the course at Lakeside, like 1% more. It's a better it's course. A, it's a great course. But Wilshire has a great course. Membership. Let's talk membership. Yeah. Lakeside. The reason why I didn't join Lakeside is because I was married at the time. It, doesn't, it didn't really work for that scenario. It really doesn't. It's not. It's a family spot. And now that you're single... It really works. <laughs> I haven't got the words to tell you how much it would work. It's the most fun place. Yeah. Just guys drinking and playing cards and just talking about women. And it's the most fun. It's a fraternity. You know Dave McGuire? I do. That was the first round I played with there. He's a good guy. Okay. He's a great guy. Yeah. But uh, so many great guys so there. It's just, it's a great, great course. And I love Dave McGuire. Yeah. I love him. I, I, but I love so many people there. Uh, when I lived in L.A., I bought my house from uh, the president of Wilshire Country Club. He's no longer alive, so I can malign him. He was a jerk. <laughs> a real, you know, I mean, he was what a, made him uh, a the, jerk? The, 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 the sales were okay. Uh, he was a little, let's just put it this way. The, the way the house was decorated is how the president of a country club would decorate his house. Sure, that's sure. not that's not me. Was it in Hancock Park? It was. Okay. Over on uh, on Plymouth. Okay. And we walk into it's where I should have joined <laughs> because of where I lived. Right. But like an idiot I joined Lakeside and now I live in New York and I'm still a member of Lakeside and I don't belong to a club here. Right. Have you thought about it? I pray for a course here. <laughs> I got three kids and I, I can't I can't do that. I'd be a no. two two club a two membership guy? Yeah, I can't do that. Uh, but you get out and play enough. Oh, I play you, a lot. You yeah. must get out. What's your favorite track around the city? Um, what, what do you end up? Often? I am lucky to go to. Uh, I have friends who who belong to private courses. Sure. 
I see you fiddling with the dial. I'm just trying to because you you modulate your voice a lot. You got a lot. Your, your highs are high, but I, I want to let you do your thing. Okay, no, I will. So oh, every, I'm not changing for your hands. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to keep talking like this. Uh, I I have a lot of uh, friends who belong to private courses, and it's I'm very grateful whenever I get taken out. I'll tell you one story. This is a great one, and I don't think you'll mind me saying it. You ever go out to the Hamptons? I was just there this weekend. I got to play some amazing golf. What course? Where? What courses? I played, uh, well, in order of my preference, the lowest first. I played Friar's Head. Played. You didn't like Fry- Friar's Head? <sighs> All I hear is the greatest about Friar's Head, and I've never played it. I've been invited, and I've never been able to. Yeah, I mean. Wow. I, I won't go into too much detail because I, I already talked about it a bit, but here's my, here's my, here's my take on Friar's Head. Go ahead. Real quick. Really new, really fucking expensive, and uh, somehow that means that they treat guests like uh, kind of like they're not supposed to be there. That was that was my experience. Oh, I'm sorry. How about the I'm course my, itself? Uh, I, I strangely I loved the front nine. I was told that's the inferior nine. I like the front okay. nine. Okay. Okay. So what? Okay. Th- keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Moving on. Maidstone the next morning. Okay. What am the I? greatest. The greatest. Love okay, it. Yeah. And then national. You play national. That that for me immediately became my favorite course. Okay. Wait, have you heard of the bridge? I have. I, I was actually do you know the Goalers? I don't. Mike and Megan. They're members there. They live there. That's where I was staying. I played there like a month ago. I don't think I know. I don't think oh, it would be horrible if I do know them and I just can't picture their They're not they're, listening to the podcast. They're not? No. I hate the Goalers. I no, hate the Goalers. <laughs> the Goalers are No, great. I, I don't know them, but I don't know a lot of members there. And sure. if I do, I know them by face yeah. and just say hello. Okay. It's a cool spot, huh? Uh, well, let me let me tell you my history with, uh, with the bridge. The man who owns it, outright owns it, yeah. a guy named Bob Rubin, yeah. who made a fortune. Uh, he's got a brilliant mind for finance, brilliant. And you would think that he is this conservative, money-hungry, you know, just just take it all like a murder. He is the opposite. He is the most gracious, liberal, with worries about his fellow man in ways that I've never seen anybody, especially a rich person. Now, he grew up in Jersey, worked at, you know, at the track. He worked at gas stations, everything like that, made a bundle uh, at uh, uh, in the market or, or you know whatever the hedge funds was were and he loved cars so he bought the Southampton racetrack for various reasons whether it be zoning or the the cars weren't allowed in or that the t- times were changing or the place changed the he, the town wanted to shut down he he turned it into a golf course and he's not a golfer the course is breathtaking. It's a breathtaking course. And he is such an eclectic man. He went to graduate school for architecture. And he, along with somebody else, built a, the clubhouse. The shape of the clubhouse, very modern. So it doesn't really suit what you would think for a beach community. But it, so it's very modern. But it's, uh, it's the, the, um, the roof, the, the layout of the building follows the topography of the distance of the shorelines and all the area. I didn't notice that. And it's, did you go up there? I mean, yeah, I, I, I was struck by the clubhouse and I was the like, the clubhouse is, the, is stunning. Yeah, it's the coolest clubhouse in the Coolest golf. clubhouse ever. Without a doubt. He designed it. He's so proud of it. I didn't by know By the that. way, the men's locker room. Yeah. The, the walls are glass. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, you can see for miles while you're changing. You can see for what miles, but how about the people who can see in I didn't even and they think have of to that. see, 
you know, <laughs> millimeter, millimeters. But but yes, of course. But supposedly because of the reflection of the thing. But I still walk with a towel, and I just I, you know, I walk in my underwear. But right. I I right. ain't gonna. I didn't even see. think of that. But yeah, now if you put your head up to the, you know, with yeah. your hands up to the to the glass, yeah. you're looking in and you're looking, it's, it's you're looking at a club. penis. It's a private club. You know, so you're not getting a lot of crazy. Uh, do you, people, uh, you, do you experience private clubs? People being crazy? They're pretty normal, right? Nobody's normal. Well behaved. Nobody's normal. Nobody's normal. And these people—they're the richest people in the world. I it's mean, pretty expensive to join. You think? And it's like I think it's eight hundred. It's, it's 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 pushing yes yeah, six eight, seven figures. Yes. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. And for many people, this is their second club. Yeah, yeah. Your home course is a different right, one. Right, it's a different course. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. But the membership is very nice when they're very nice. And they are. They're very nice. And I, I have nothing to say. They're all very kind to me. Okay, listen to why I belong there. And I don't belong there. Um, I'm got, There's a theater out in Sag Harbor called Bay Street Theater. Mm-hmm. I'm on the board of the theater. I've, I've done a lot of plays out there. I love going out there. I'm not a huge fan of the Hamptons. But when I'm working, at least I don't have to deal with all the people. I get to do what I love to do. I do a play. It's usually very smart. It's not like a big, broad, blah, 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 musical. It's usually a play. So I get to really, you know, do my craft. Restaurants are great. People can be very nice. I have a lot of friends out there. And I have a great time. Having a house out there, not so much. So I'm going out to do a play. And I was going to, I had met Bob uh, four to six times and shook his hand and he, it, he wasn't impressed with me. I'm not impressed with him. But he owns a course. But he was very nice. Uh, so I was going to write him an email saying, Dear Mr. Rubin, I'm coming out to do a play uh, at Bay Street Theater. It is prohibitive to join a club out there uh, because from the moment you enter the island until you get to Montauk, there are no public courses. There's a nine-hole public course. but there, there are no, There's no access to a course. Can I avail myself of your driving range maybe two times a week just to go over lines, just clear my head, you know, and I never sent it. Out of the blue, about a month later, and I'm not kidding, just imagine getting this letter. Dear Mr. Kind, uh, I am a huge fan of yours from uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm and a show that I did called Luck, which was about horse racing, and he was very much into horse racing. Right. He said, I understand you're coming out to do a play. Please consider yourself an honorary member for the summer. What? I know. I know. Consider yourself an honorary member for the summer. It was... I I started to cry. Oh, yeah. Here's a million-dollar golf course, and I can go out there and play whenever I want. Just had to pay for caddy, for food, and for guests. It's all I had to pay for. No dues. Luckiest man Alive. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I, I needless to say, I took advantage of it. And although it's expensive, even just, you know, it's the, the caddies and everything, you know, a Coke is $9. Yeah. But they're very kind to me, and I'm a good guy, so they're very welcoming to me. Uh, I then did a number of things to help. He, he's big in ecology. I hosted an event that he had and then he had a couple of unusual things he calls on me if he needs a favor done any hosting anything like that my pleasure and not just it's my pleasure to do it whether or not i get to go to his club at all but he said he's joked about it permanent lifetime uh, a permanent lifetime member 
on a, on a remembrance. So I, I so when I go out there, I have a place to play, or or a place to hit balls. I try not to abuse that, sure. and I'm not out there a lot. But when I go there, I walk on thinking, it's it's okay that I play here. And Bob is as always as gracious. I get to play with him every once in a while. I know his family. And so I'm the luckiest guy in the world. But going out to the Hamptons is a bit of a distance, and, you know, it's the Hamptons. It's a bit intense, the Hamptons. It's, it's as I, you know what I call it? It's, you know, what's your address? Oh, it's a million two hundred and four Wall Street. <laughs> That's my address in the Hamptons. It's right. just, it's, it's, it's those people. I mean, Gary Cohn is a member of, yeah. of, uh, of the bridge, yeah. you know, Trump's uh, former. Um, yeah. So, it's crazy. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's crazy and it's silly money. Yeah. Um, in a time when, when th- there's tragic money with people who are ho- trying to hold on to two, three jobs just to raise their family. So the disparity is tremendous, but I don't blame anybody for being rich. Let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, you know, because before we turned the mics on, you know, we talked a little bit about like, you know, just casual stuff. And I was sort of saying how I got into golf. And, and I think what's interesting in my story is like, Basically, I hated golf without ever. I hated. I guess. I guess I didn't know that I hated the golf swing. I. I didn't know. I. I hated the culture of golf, but I loved the golf swing. And so for me, it was interesting that the culture of something prohibited me from experiencing something that I would ultimately enjoy and devote my life to. I can. I can respond to that. <coughs> I belong to a club, or my parents belong to a club. You know what? I got a cough. <coughs> I've been talking too much. Hold on. Take it. Yeah. I my parents belonged to a club in uh, Lawrenceville, New Jersey, called Green Acres, and it was truly the culture of a country club. And the gossip was rife. Uh, sometimes aimed at people that I knew and loved. Sometimes even my parents. My dad was a bigwig at the club. And my mom, you know, especially when my, my it, it just was tough. <clears throat> I didn't like it. And therefore, I never joined a club. When I was 45, I was going to have a kid. Okay, my daughter Skylar was going to be born. Now, I used to play up at Robinson Ranch in L.A., or I'd play wherever I could. And Robinson Ranch was a 40-minute, 45-minute drive. And with traffic, who knows? And then on weekends, a long round. Could be five hours. And so here's my daughter going to be born in order for me to serve her as a father. I better get a place that's close. So I joined Lakeside. Not your typical club. Very different from the, although there's gossip, not bad, not like it was spiteful at, at my parents' club. And and I, it was a great decision. However, like I said, I became addicted to golf and I became addicted to the club. So it got to the point where I wouldn't see my kid, and yet the whole reason I joined there was um, was to have more time with her. Okay, it's a 15-minute drive, but I'd be drinking or playing gin afterwards or playing 36 holes of golf. Or something. And, I, and I was lying to my manager and to my agent about auditions or I can't do it, you know, I can't do it. Can you make it at this time? Because unless it's after three, I, I can't go. It was horrible. And, and I, 
I, I was wrong. So that's why I moved to New York because you you really have to want to play golf to get out of the city and go and go play. So I was really addicted, uh, and that's one reason why I was happy about leaving L.A. But it is the reason what you're talking about, country club, uh, much less golf. Golf is, I mean, we talked about these small, this place in Mumbai where the caddies play on the street. That's just not golf in America. I know for Lee Trevino it was. It's not golf in America, and it's an expensive sport. It's not as bad as horses, but still, it's expensive. You know, you go out and you're paying $50 a round, and, and you got to get yeah, the, the club, once you buy the clubs and the balls, you're, you're fine. But it's $50 a round, and that's a decent amount of money. Yeah, and it's the time. It's a ton of time. And the time, absolutely, the, the, the time it takes. Well, so what compels you to play or get better? Like, like what, what is that? What, you know, because you said you were addicted to it, but what, what, there must have been something within the game itself, the, the betterment of it, or what, what is it? I mean, it's a wonderful escape, but I mean... Gosh, I wish... Okay, now I really have to be thoughtful, spiritual. <laughs> I guess the best thing you can do... Uh, th- there are two things, but there's a little glib. Uh, is you're only competing against yourself, really. Uh, and how can I be better? And what did I bring to the course today? How can I, how can I breathe deep and be an athlete? Even though it seems like golf is not athletic, you have to be an athlete. It's a, it's, it, there are certain things that you have to control your body in order to make the proper swing doesn't take a lot of strength but it does take it, it you, you must be in control of your body not in ways that a rugby player or a football player would be but it's a different thing the other thing is of course the perfect score in golf is not par it's 18 that would be the perfect score uh, and as we know and probably most of your listeners know once you start getting pretty good the differential of two strokes of is is um, uh, is Everest, you know? Oh my gosh, I shot an eighty-one. How do I shoot a seventy-nine? It's Everest. How do I break eighty? How do I get to be so much better? How can my front nine be so good and my back nine be shit? How uh, th- there are there are things. Why can't I pull it all together? Why are my drives good today, but I'm chipping like garbage? I'm sculling the ball across the green. What am I doing? Wh- wh- why am I not better? Gosh, I'm thinking about something else. Concentrate on the moment. Then you concentrate, and your wrists tighten up, and you you've got no no hinge, and it's it's a real challenge. And you have only yourself to blame. That's all you do. You can say, "Oh Jesus, my wife called while I was on the course, screwed up my game." That didn't. You screwed up your game because of how you reacted to your wife got to get back into the athletic mindset or the the athletes not an athletic mindset the athletes mindset and it's and it's fun so you could stay away from your wife you got four hours to be away yeah it's a joke do you see any um you know the way you were describing it like like uh it's on you the distractions ultimately you're responsible for all those things does that ever it sounded to me like you could also be talking about theater is that is there? Do you see any connections there? No, I see the camaraderie in uh, uh, that you have in theater. 
with the camaraderie that you have with a foursome, or a lot of times at Lakeside we play fivesomes and sixsomes. It's gotten as high as eightsomes. It's, rid- it's I love that. I do too. That's the best. I think it's better than foursomes. Yeah, I played with twenty-three on one hole. Really? We've, we've the this, this starter at you know Wilson, the the public course down there in Griffith sure, Park. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, it was funny. We yeah we teed off with twenty-three people, and he was like, "Are you allowed to do this?" And I was like, "I don't know if we're not." And he was like, "All right." I mean, we teed off late. Like it was like two hours before sunset. Twenty-three people. Yeah, one hole. On one hole. Yeah, all playing the same ball. All playing your own ball. Your own ball. Not even a scramble. So what does um, your away mean? <laughs> it means watch that. Watch out. <laughs> watch out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, the most I've played with was eight. Yeah. But at Lakeside, and it's something that I had to learn. But eight, fast eight's golf. the same as twenty-three. By the way, it's just as confusing. Is it, re- is yeah, it really? Yeah. Eight is really confusing, and eight's almost more confusing because it's closer to four and so you're expecting you know you whatever people are still with 23 you're not you're not marking but you gotta wait ball. seven minutes for 23 people to tee off no no it's just like it's like you know it's just like pop 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 it's like fireworks oh so so three Kinda people will be in the- yeah you can fit like four on a tee box well wilson has wider tee boxes than lakeside interesting. lakeside oh, okay. the tee boxes are long yeah 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 interesting oh okay that, anyway. that that would be fun anyway so if you were going to do an adventure in golf right you've i've told you a little bit about the show what would you do what is, what is like, or what have you already done? What's the craziest, farthest, wildest golf experience? Or, or what do you want to do? Whichever answer you want to Let me see. I, I, I don't, I've been really lucky to play the great courses. I really have. I've been very lucky. Um, much, much outside America? Just Scotland. I did play Portugal. Oh, wow. Yeah, Portugal's gorgeous. What, like on the cliffs kind of probably? or Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah, haven't played you know, there. Like it's, it's gorgeous. Um, Scotland is, the really good ones in Scotland are so great. Have you played it? Have you played Scotland? I've been, uh, I can't remember, three times. Ayrshire. Three Ayrshire. times. Ayrshire. Ayrshire. I'm going there in a week. Um, <laughs> um, Actually, by the time this podcast is out, I'm already there, but we'll there. see. Oh. Yeah, very lucky. It's gorgeous. I've never been to that and, area. And staying there is cheap, and yeah. you come off the course, and lunch is there. I, I've got some great, great golf stories. Of when when I was playing in Scotland, um, you you take a caddy. Now the caddy only takes one bag. Okay, so I can't read a green for the life of me. So I would ask the caddy, "Which way does this break?" So I'm playing with. Uh, I was hooked up with a, a an American father and his son were playing along with us, and they had a. Uh, uh, and the, so, so they're playing. And the, I, I took a caddy. They didn't take a caddy. I took a pull cart. And um, we're playing. We're on the green. And I said, which way does this break? And told me. And then the father goes, uh, which way does mine break? <laughs> and the Scottish guy goes, ask your fucking pull cart. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorites. That's it, one of my favorites. It, the cool thing about the Scottish people, and, and one of my, my best friends is actually Scottish, and uh-huh. they have an innate ability to, at the same time, uh, make fun of you and strengthen your relationship, strengthen your friendship. You know, they really... They, they... I am the same way. Yeah, like, oh, really? like I'll... I'll but, but I mean, with, with you, yeah. I'll make jokes about you and what you're doing here right, right. Or, or, you know, the life you lead or something like that. Right. But I call it, I, I call it there's snot in your nose. A good friend will tell you yeah. there's snot in your nose. They should. They should. Yeah. I will get closer to somebody by utzing them, giving them a little uh, uh, insult, right. you know, about, uh, I mean, you, you people can't see him at home, but believe me, when he says he doesn't like the country club life, 
he looks it. He <laughs> looks like he does not like the country club life, and I'm all for that. By the way, Bob Rubin, yeah, everything you're wearing here, that's his go style. out on the course. Yeah, you're allowed to wear a hat inside. The clubhouse. Not only that, you can wear it backwards if you want. Whoa. You can go out with gym shorts. That's you huge. can wear whatever you want. Bob does not want a country club. I want to go back now. He's great. Just, the only yeah. thing he don't won't let you do is talk on the phone. I can respect that. I do too. You can text though, yeah. You can text. Texting or, or is email. necessary. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got to coordinate shit. At Friars, they told me I couldn't text. I was like, "What? Yeah. the f- you're using a fucking computer." Oh, so, so, some of the some of the rules. Yeah. I was, okay. Like, like, what are some of your favorite uh, country club rules that you just go, "I can't believe this." Well, at Wilshire, I can't wear my hat backwards, and I got shit for that. That bothered me. I was like, "Yeah, that's wrong." Yeah, I was like, "I'm just wearing it backwards, just for a, I don't know a second. Um, I've heard that there are some clubs in Scotland where you have to wear a certain type of sock, like an ankle sock or something. At okay, I'm going to tell you something. At um, Baltusrol. Oh, the, you you have to wear the the peds, right? What's that? That's an ankle the, sock. The, the, the ankle socks. Okay, you can't, I couldn't wear my no shows here. I'm wearing like a slipper. If those be at home, I think you're able to do that. But but anyway, the the, the low cut things. Now I can't. Like you're you're very tan, right? Yeah. I used to be very tan, <laughs> and I got I have a skin disease called vitiligo. Oh no! So my pigment is gone. Right. That's it's all right. I, you know what? It's, you look I, fine. You look fine. I look yeah. terrific. You look, you um, look great. <laughs> No, but I can't. I can't tan. No sun. So, so I wear these socks, okay. Right. But when I'm out playing, so that I can protect myself as much as I can, I look like an old man with my socks very. <laughs> and high. you wear tube socks, or you go argyle? No, I wear these. Socks. <laughs> these, these. In fact, I only have one pair. These are they. Yeah. No, I, I wear. I wear these kind of socks. Right. And they go up mid calf. Right. So that I don't have to slosh on the sunblock there. Okay, Baltusrol. You're not allowed to wear these socks. You have to wear the peds. Not happening. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, that's a very like old course, you know, they, they can get away with that, I guess. These clubs get away with murder. Yeah. Um, Hey, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason, and we have a couple of podcasts. If you you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy, and we have a podcast called Dumb People Town where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out. And now check out this podcast. Actually, you know, that's a funny story. Baltusrol, named after, it's a, do you know the story? No. It's named after a murder. There was a guy named Baltus Roll. It's a crazy story. I should look it up. It's, it's a crazy story. The man's story. name was Baltus, first name Baltus? Yeah, Roll. And he was murdered by someone else or some version of that. Wow. There was a murder. Anyway. That's great. It's, I don't know the well, full God story. God knows it's in the area. It's in New Jersey. Yeah. Right? Where, uh... I grew up like 10 minutes away. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, and I never played knew the course? I have. I played it a couple years ago, and I was like, Trembling. So when you walk up to a private well, course, hold on. I, 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 I just want to say yeah, uh, two two other uh, weird things uh, at um, uh, El Cab in yeah. L.A. Yeah, I played it. Okay, it ta- the it's the slowest players oh, in the world. Five and a half hours. It's outrageous. <laughs> it's outrageous. Yeah. Well, it's so easy to lose a ball. It's true, but there's water there. Yeah, you are not permitted to reach in, much less have a um, ball retriever I didn't and know get that. your ball out of the water. What the, what's the point? It slows up play. I'm pretty sure it's slow enough already. It's exact. Can you imagine how much slower <laughs> it would be if all these Jews just got out the thing <laughs> and they and they go fishing at every hole right. for uh, for a ball? Uh, and and but you're not even allowed to reach in. That's crazy. If if you see the ball there on the side, Friarsett has a rule where you're not allowed to have a rangefinder. That pissed me off too. 
And I know the reason why. Why? From what I hear, at, uh, the markers out on the uh, course are not... There's, no, like, there's the, no numbers. There's no numbers, but the caddies know how to read yeah. them. So you have to take a caddy. Yeah. And you, and the it's a three-way rule. You. you can't carry your own bag. Right. You have I to understand. take a caddy. You can't use a rangefinder. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. On. It's I, it, that sucks. But you had one more. Okay, and the other one was uh, L.A. Country Club. Oh boy, pants. The pants. The pants. <laughs> and Bel Air too. Gotta wear pants. Well, that's just <laughs> as antiquated as buggy whips and our gun laws. It's pretty. It's awful. It's pretty intense. It's terrible. Well, in L.A., actually, I mean, if you want to go one step further, the membership there is pretty. Uh, what's the word? Exclu- uh, it's not even exclusive. It's uh, yes. It's 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 truly handed down. It's, it's, it's prejudice. Oh God knows it's prejudice. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. As a matter of fact, okay, I th- I played uh, uh, LACC once. Yeah. It was on Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> That's pretty <Okay>? funny. <laughs> and so here is a Jew actor playing golf on Martin Luther King they, Day. They wouldn't let you join if you had a hundred million dollars to go. That is correct. You're because you're because you're in entertainment. That's a no. That's a no. But you, you, you know, the, you know those stories, right? There's there's two famous ones. What uh, what was the it? Groucho Marx story? Okay, I don't know. When this. he tried to 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 join. Oh, tell me, I'm and, dying. Uh, and uh, they said, I'm I'm sorry, we don't allow Jews. And he goes, Well, my daughter is half Jewish. Could you go in the pool up to her waist? <laughs> That's one story. And then this other story is uh, attributed to either Victor Mature or Gary Cooper. When they tried to join LACC and they said, I'm sorry, we don't allow actors in. And uh, uh, Gary Cooper said, I'm not an actor and I have 40 movies to prove it. <laughs> so that's a very, very funny story, too. I do um, love those. Yeah. So, You're, you know, in the beginning, you reminded me of Annie Hall when, uh, remember when Woody Allen's outside the theater to watch Sorrow and the Pity and the sure. guy comes up, hey, you, hey, you, you, you yes. an actor? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I saw you on Johnny Carson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The- hey, hey, Al. Uh, Al <laughs> is. Uh, He's not famous. Not yes. Yeah, right. It's not Fielding Mellis. I can't remember. Albie's- it's Albie Singer. Yeah. It's Albie Singer. Yeah. Hey, Al, come over. You know him. Yeah. It's the total meat head. And then my favorite joke of all time is uh, I think it's a, is it a Marx joke. Uh, Which one? He said the two old women are in line at the retirement home getting lunch, yeah. and the first one's filling up her plate, and she says, God. The food here is just oh, so terrible. awful. Yeah, thank God the small. small no, she says, small. and she says, yeah, I know, and the portions are too small. <laughs> right, yeah. So, so anyway, you've. Um, what was I going to ask you? Uh, Sometimes we should have a show where we tell golf jokes. I, there are. You got any right now? Any other? Well, ones? I have millions of them, They're but so it's going to. But I'm much too fascinating an interview to ruin it <laughs> with jokes. We'll <laughs> do a separate bit. Yes. Okay. We should go play golf. Uh-huh. What's your so? Do you have any great publics around here that you go play in New yes, York? Yes, yes. I like? go out to Jersey. Um, I have a good friend who lives in Bradley Beach near Ocean uh, Ocean Grove. Uh, it's an hour away, uh, and I play Shark River. But there are courses: Howell, uh, Charleston Springs. Um, I haven't heard of any of these. Uh, they're they're terrific yeah. public courses, and this summer has been gorgeous for the greens and the fairways. It's, yeah. they've been playing great. Um, Right and then uh, right nearby, I play uh, like twenty minutes away is in Newark is a place called Queequake. I don't know. I know it's a public uh, golf course, a very easy course, but beautiful. I mean, right. I mean, elevated tees and everything. It's a decent course. And then there's another one called uh, Hendrix. Okay. So there's five courses between twenty minutes to an hour away. 
Um, I am lucky enough to have a house with my sister out in Margate, New Jersey. Okay, by the beach, right? By right, the shore. By the yeah. beach. So, so, um, uh, so uh, friends of mine have a uh, got about thirteen or fifteen guys to get a conglomerate corporate membership for the summer, where we pay about two hundred and ten dollars a person. That's great. And and our fees are way. Uh, th- they're affordable right. for like one hundred and seventy-five dollars, and it's Atlantic City Country Club, which is a great, great layout. I've um, never played there or been there, but yeah, I've heard it's, about it's, it. It's lovely, yeah. home of the birdie, as they say. I heard that story. I, I Do you know the story? I don't know. It, the but the I, term birdie was was founded there. The I term. Don't, I, I don't. Well, I some don't guy, buy it. some guy hit a bird, and then he got, in, and then he got got in and under one, one you, you know, yeah. went under. Okay, good. Okay, it's a great story. Okay, See, good. <laughs> I mean, I want to believe it, but it also seems kind of underwhelming. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, you're like me. I don't buy it. I'm okay. looking for a bigger story. But Home of the Birdie is fine. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Atlantic also, City. Atlantic City is a shady place, so they must, they, maybe they just made it up. You know? No, back when it was. Back, yeah. back when it was done, it was not shady at all. It wasn't. Oh, there were no casinos then. Right. Yeah, oh, no, all no, new. no. Atlantic City was, you know, people were on the boardwalk in coat and tie. Right. Oh, no, no, no. It, it was of great wealth. Okay. And and it was beautiful. And you have all the money from uh, uh, in Margate and uh, Aventner and then Longport. There was very moneyed community still out there. And, and it's it's like Vegas. Right. People who live in Vegas, they never go to the Strip. No. And people who come to... Uh, who, who live in Margate or, or Longport, they, they don't go to the casinos. If they have a guest, you know, from from out of town or something, they'll go go to the casino for a night. It's like it's, Times Square for you. Yeah, I you don't, don't go, go visit Times Square for the for the. Speaking sites. of New York, were you here on nine eleven? No, I was in L.A. Ooh. I will tell you, this is a not uh, golf related at all. It's fine. It was the first time I ever saw my daughter. It was on nine eleven. What? Um. We had a, uh, our ch- child was born by surrogate. Okay. And we had the doctor's visit to, to, for the checkup. And the sonogram was, you know, was that day. And it was September 11th. And so we woke up to the news, watching, watching. And, uh, you know, it's 6.30 in the morning out here, you know, in, uh, in L.A., watching, watching. Then we have to go to the doctors. They slip in the, you know, the VHS tape. So this is what you're going to see. This is what you're going to look for. It's a, like a nine-minute thing, and then when it came out, I said, "Do you mind if we turn on the TV to the news? Watching the news, we get called in for the examination. I see my daughter on nine eleven, and I went from the horror of watching nine eleven to, oh my God, this is my child. This is my firstborn. My and and I saw her a peanut, you know, inside the belly. Learned all about it. Everything's healthy. It's a girl. Blah blah blah." And then uh, we went out and started watching TV again. So to go from the horror to the beauty to back to the horror was really something. So I always say that's my that was the first time I saw my daughter. Um, and that sounds crazy. Yeah. I, I bring it up because you know we're on. I mean, for everyone at home or in your car, or whatever. You know, it was really nice of you, Richard. We 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 were texting to schedule this. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you're we're on like you know you're like five blocks from my house. I'm on 75th Street. Mm-hmm. And you said, "Don't give my address. I'll be f- I'll be flooded with people." <laughs> you see, I tried. Me. You just see, I tried to hide it. There. Please, dear I didn't God, know what to say. I was going to throw them off. 
Yeah, and just, thank God you're leaving town because yeah. they'd be haunting just, 75th Street now. You know, basically, the people who listen to this are my parents, and they live five <laughs> blocks away. So, uh, so, but anyway, no, it was really nice. You, were, you said, well, I can go there if you want. I said, no, but I came up here, and what's nice is your area, while it's only five blocks away from my parents' house, totally yeah. different. Very and different. I used to work, do you ever go to Artie's on Broadway? Oh, sure. I used to work there. You did, huh? And I was there on 9-11, and That's it was bizarre. Were. It was bizarre. Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah, and so I would get in early. Wow. I was there at uh, 6.45. Closed, by the way. Oh, when did it close? Yeah, about a year ago. I fucking hated those guys. I don't. I didn't like the, the restaurant. The, the owners were assholes. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't know that. They wouldn't let me take Christmas off. <laughs> it's a Jewish deli. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't let me, though. I know. I was the fucking waiter, and I was like, my parents are going on vacation. Yeah. I came back after two weeks. I said, what's up? They said, you don't have a job here. I was like, ah, cool. Thanks. Anyway, I, I, I got I got great stories about about waiters leaving and stuff like that. I mean, you must have so many great New York stories, and, and I, everybody I, 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 in the I, world is fascinated with this city. How long have you lived there? Um, I, when when I got out of school, I lived here for four years. Then I went to Chicago. Then I lived in L.A. for a long time, and now I've been back about ten years. Yeah, but I mean, I where I was from uh, is uh, in Pennsylvania. Okay, but right across the river from Jersey, so it took about an hour and ten minutes to get to New York. By train, and it took about fifty minutes to get from where I was uh, to Philadelphia. And where I was raised, you either went and saw the Rolling Stones at the Garden, or you saw them at the Spectrum. And because I liked Broadway, I was the guy who went to New York. A lot of people I know go to Philadelphia, and that's where they live now. Uh, and that's why they still go to Margate because uh, it's it's an hour from Philadelphia to to Atlantic City. For me, it's two hours. And I wish I could go to Bradley Beach, but we bought the house. My my sister lives near Philly, so that's what we did. Yeah. Um, so wait, what you were about to tell me a story though about? What, you got, must have some great New York stories. Or I something. do, but did you, you, were, you but I, I interrupted the question. And what was that? I, Kathy and Jimmy's husband, who is one of the great guys in the world. He he, um, is a guy named Dan Finnerty. Do you know that name? Uh, no. He he has the Dan Band. You ever hear the Dan Band? Uh, yeah. Wait, how do I know that band? Uh, a, they they they. No, 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 far from it. He sings songs that women are famous for, like, um, you know, Hear Me Roar or, you know. Okay. Whatever so, but it's great. It's a great, and he is hilarious, and he's a great singer, and Kathy and Jimmy, great. But Dan is one of those people, it's the most wonderful quality, because he likes to talk like I do, and you get tangents, and you go, oh, no, 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 like that, and he will not Stop a conversation or leave for the evening until you have tied up every thread of every story. And I think that is a charming and wonderful uh, uh, trait. I'd like to talk to him. Guy. Because that's that's one of the themes of the podcast. I used to get a lot of shit for it in the beginning. This podcast about seven Be- because months Because you go over. You go yeah. all, all People every People would say, I can't follow it. I'd say, well, drink another coffee. Exactly. Well, it's, or well, sorry, we're just talking. Yeah. That is, that is. The two of us are following it. Yeah. Good luck for you, for you, and, yeah. and listen. Turn up the volume. <laughs> Go on low, low speed. Yeah. But you were going to say when you started saying when you walk up to a country club. Yes, there you go. I know. That's what I was going to say. When you walk up to a country club, yes. do you? Because uh, for me, right, like it's gone away. I don't have it anymore. But I used to walk up to a country club and get nervous. 
Like I used to get like straight up terrified that I was going to break a rule or that I was being bestowed some incredible kindness just to be allowed to, you know, like park there and or whatever. And now I don't really care anymore. And, I, and I'm wondering if that's the case with you. And, and I guess I'm wondering within myself, how did that even happen? I don't really know. Uh, first of all, they do it on purpose. <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah. We are exclusive. You don't belong here. There are others who pay money to belong. But there's a couple of things. Number one, and both have to do with ego on my part, is I now live my life like everybody wants me there. It doesn't matter where I go. They're, they're happy that I'm there. It's a very conceited thing to think about. I don't, I don't know if I think it's conceited, though. I think it's actually a beautiful way of manifesting kindness all around you. But I think I'm a good guy. You are a good guy. And, and I don't think that I... You offered to come over to my house. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very nice. You're very I'm a, fucking I, I nice. Am, I'm a very nice guy. <laughs> um, uh, also, and this is crazy... I, uh, I'm, I'm a charitable guy. Yeah. And I will, you know, I'll go host a lot of events during September, October, November. There's so many charitable events going on, and I, they ask me to host. Of course I will. Uh, or, you, or the, you know, they, they'll want something or lunch with Richard Kind, but there's also play golf with Richard Kind. <laughs> and people pay money. To play golf with me. Of course they do. It's the stupidest thing it's, in the world. All they have to do way. is call me up and go, listen, <laughs> I got I to gotta dub. Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. Of course. I got an extra spot, Richard. Yeah, I got I, yeah, I to got, I go because I got to move my car at, uh, at 11 o'clock anyway, so I might as well go to your club. Right. You know, I mean, You're a down-to-earth guy. But I'm a decent yes. You're a New Yorker. That's a big part of it. I just, I'm, a, I'm a citizen of the world, and right. I expect everybody to treat me Honestly, the way that I treat them. But also, when I walk up to a, a golf course, a lot of people, if they're worth their salt, have seen uh, the, <laughs> the um, Black Swan episode of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Sure. So I get greeted with the crispy onions, Black Swan, <laughs> oh, I love you, your cousin Andy, oh, why did you know, stuff like that. So they sort of know who I am. Yeah. They're happy to have me there uh, because... Up until they get to know me, they think being an actor, I I don't shit with my pants down. You know, I I don't have to take my pants down to shit. That that I'm magic. That I'm a celebrity. That I'm this. Once you get to know me, you go, okay, well he's an idiot. You know, but <laughs> but until I prove that I'm an idiot, they're happy to have me there. Right. So I don't always feel that way, but I am always grateful that they're that they're being so kind. And that I do get to play their course. Right. Uh, that's always a thrill because I, I just love playing golf and different golf courses. And if they're really good golf courses, I'm so delighted. I'm just really happy about it. Speaking of Curb, do you play? Larry plays golf. Do you play he golf does. with him? I actually have. Um, he's a, a, he's a, an interesting guy. Have you spoken to him? Uh, we met once, and you know what he did is uh, was at a party. And he, and he walked up to me and he goes, nice shirt. And then reached around behind the back of my neck, yanked the shirt up so he could see the label. Without Ins asking you? Nope, didn't ask. Just inspected the label. So that's a nice shirt. That's a really nice shirt. And then he walked away. And I was like, man, I guess if you're Larry David, you, you just, you kind of got to manage the conversation in that way and just get out. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I guess so. I don't know. I think I would go, that's a really nice shirt. Do you know who makes it? Yeah. 
Uh, but I guess... Um, no, he just reached in. Yeah. No, you know those stories about Bill Murray, right? Where, All true? Where, the, the, where, the wet willies and stuff? Not, I don't know. The he, he, in the elevator, he gives you, he licks his finger, puts it in your ear, and says, "No one will believe me." Right, right. I've, I've, I've heard that he, he'll walk down the street and and uh, and uh, somebody's eating al fresco, and they'll pick up the hamburger, take a bite, and put it down, and go, "Nobody's going to believe you," and then keeps walking. Yeah, I, I thought, thought of that tonight, actually. I think that's the greatest. So, I, I, have you ever done that? Have you thought of doing it? Like, cause no. Someone, someone no. was having calamari at Serafina on my way here, and I thought about. It. I just thought about just grabbing just a piece it and, and saying, then smiling. Thanks. Yeah, but you're nobody. He's Bill Murray. He, he's Bill Murray. They're 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 they they're, they're gonna they're gonna go. You know the guy who hosts the golf podcast. You won't know his face. Yeah, but he ate some calamari. It's, uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta be no, uh, it's, notable. It's, I think you sort of it helps. Do. That's the joke. How about, how about you and I go do it one day? Do you think it'll work? No. You don't think you could nail that? No. <laughs> Absolutely no, and I now like I, I happen to know Bill, right? And I've I've been lucky enough to know him, and I, there is no kinder, more gracious man who can be more of an asshole sometime. Yeah, and but he, what he can do, and it's sort of funny, the kind the kind of balls it takes for him to do the things he does. And I understand it because if I am with, this is hard to explain, but if I'm with people who I can be outrageous with, I'm the funniest guy in the world. But I can't be outrageous with everybody. Is that really true, though? Yes. Who can't you be outrageous in the front world. of? The world. The <laughs> world. I can't be outrageous to the world, but I can, I, even on this show, I can I can be outrageous and say, and say no, 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 I've got a lot of, in, of interesting, fascinating stories. Who talks like that? Nobody. It's a joke. Okay? I, I understand. I'm being outrageous. I don't have right. the most fascinating stories, and I know it, but I'll kid that I, that I am. Right. But, his, but the world, to him, is that. Yeah. Everybody worships him and invites that kind of behavior, and are thrilled about it, so that when he eats a hamburger or does the wet willy, nobody will believe it. I've got a great story about Bill Murray that I don't know will translate, <laughs> but it's a great story. Okay. I hope this. I hope you people understand this. I was doing a play in Chicago at the Goodman Theater. And the Murray brothers were having a golf tournament. This is a little bit of a long story, but it's... So they're having a golf tournament out in Chicago to raise money for the Murray Foundation. Uh, so I'm friends with um, Joel and Brian Murray, Brian Doyle Murray. I didn't know Bill that well. I had met him, but I didn't really know him. Uh, I, got, I got to know him a few years later. But anyway, I'm coming from the Goodman, and the hotel that, the, that everybody is staying at who, who are in town, I, I didn't need a place, but they're staying at the hotel. It was about half a block away. So I walk from the Goodman Theater, and I go to the hotel to meet Joel and Brian, okay? And they're in the lobby, and I say, hey, like that, we get a beer, and we're drinking out in the lobby. Oh, but as I walk up to the hotel, this guy... Looks sort of like you, uh, disheveled. I mean, I wish you people could see your hair. You have not shaved. Your hair is has not met a comb in ten years, and you're tall and skinny. And uh, this guy, looking very much like you, goes, "Dude, oh, dude, 
dude, I can't believe I'm seeing you. Oh, my God, this is unbelievable. Oh, my God, because I was just out here, and I got hit by a cab, and I, and I, and I, and I, and I, and, I, I'm, I'm, and now I see you, and I go, hold on, hold on, you, you were hit by a cab. Yeah, yeah, it was unbelievable. I got hit by a cab, and, and now I'm meeting you, and I can't believe it. Oh, dude. Like, okay, so I meet this guy, and I walk in into the hotel, and uh, and I'm drinking there with uh, with Brian and, and Joel, and we're talking, and Bill comes in, and the four of us are talking, okay, and we're talking, and this guy comes into the lobby, and sees Bill Murray, and he goes, "Oh my God, oh dude, it's Bill Murray! I can't believe it!" Oh, my God. Oh, because, man, I just got hit by a cab outside. I was hit by a cab. And, and now I'm meeting Bill Murray. And, oh, my God. And Bill, Bill goes, wait, 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 what? And he goes, you, you got hit by a cab? He goes, yeah. Oh, my God. I just got hit by a cab. And now it's Bill Murray. I can't believe it. And Bill Murray goes, wow. And he walks towards him. He goes, you got hit by a cab? He go, and the guy goes, yeah. And he goes, oh, my gosh. And he takes the flat of his hand and he just goes, bam. And knocks the guy to the ground. And Joel and Brian and this guy are like looking like, oh my God. And the guy just goes, <laughs> and he just started laughing. Because Bill Murray just slapped him across. And you could hear the noise and knocked him to the ground. What kind of outrageous behavior is that? And the guy laughed, and we uh, we couldn't we were, it, we were aghast. It truly, took our breath away. It was the funniest, most brazenly funny thing I've ever seen ever in my life. Now I don't know whether or not you're getting the whole story of that, because I once told the Cone Brothers this story, and maybe it was the way I told it or the way they interpreted. They found no humor at all. They could not digest what their story was. But I'm telling you, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. The most brave. It was like Mel Brooks making fun of the Nazis. That's how brazen <laughs> this humor was. And the guy laughed. And Bill Murray knew that this guy would laugh. He, he just, just knew he could get away with it. Right. And I don't understand it. And I, that's the honest to God's truth. I don't understand how he did it. But he does. He he does. He's just he's that he's that funny, and he does. I think he did that. I can't say out of love, but he didn't do it to hurt the man. Right. He did it to say, "You're here, uh, okay. You got hit by a cab. Yeah, yeah, nobody <laughs> special. Or we're making fun of whatever it is. Yeah. So it's the work of an asshole, and yet it wasn't assholey. Well, in a way, like I, it's it it is. It, I can see the experience of of being like, <laughs> like, <clears throat> in a way, like almost like slapping him is like saying like, yes, like it, I really care about you. Yes, like, I like, care exactly. Like this is happening. Yes, and I'm paying attention to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you are having an effect on my life, and I will return right. in kind. Yeah. And he is acknowledging this guy's presence or, in the world, or maybe even like you know, it could, it could have even been like a like a like a walk down that logic of if you hit your hand, then you know, if, then you should hit your toe. 
you know, like like to take away oh, from I one. I, I mean, yes, I don't yes, know if yes, that yes. was it, but no, I don't think. I okay. Look, I'm going to yes and you. Yes, okay, okay, good for you. Good, <laughs> good. Improv. I don't good believe improv. that, but but oh, okay, whatever. It, it, it could be that too. But um, have you ever wanted to punch somebody that you've been talking to that you shouldn't that you don't know? Yeah, you ever hear of Times Square? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, like say, like say you're going to do a job. And the, I would the, never, I, I am not the type to hit people. No, but not even do. But, but I, wish that I could. I think about it. Like I'll think about it. This might be. This might be too much. No, but I think I think about like pushing people down the stairs or like whatever I could do that would be like someone that I really love or care about. I'm like I could punch them right now, even though I never ever would. I'm, I don't have like fits of rage that I run into. Right. But I just think about or, or I could do I could well, piss once on someone's again, leg. I'll reference Annie Hall. Remember Christopher <laughs> Walken? In oh Annie yeah. Hall? Oh yeah. Sometimes I just quote I can't do an imitation. I just. I'm driving a car and I feel like just turning into the car next to me. And then the trip to the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was his first role, wasn't it? I think it was. I think I think it might have been. Yeah. I think it was his first. Yeah. Um, I'm a big, big Woody Hall, Woody Allen fan. Oh, me too. Um, yeah, we can move on from that. Uh, <laughs> we don't. Not a very political to, podcast. Know. You know, it's all about uniting people. It's not about dividing. I wish I wish the world were actually like that. That's and, a, and, and the, the 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 sad thing is, is that with all the Russian hacking and there might be collusion and all of that, and we're getting into politics. But if you think about what Russia may have really done, that we are so divided, is is the whispering. You know, if 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 you tell one kid, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a very interesting showbiz story. Um, Ilya Kazan, who mm. was a brilliant, brilliant director, directed yeah. on the waterfront and Streetcar Named Desire, a few other things. Marlon Brando. And he, oh, sugar, hold on a second. Got a, me? got a phone call coming in. Okay. You want me to pause it? No, no. Yeah, I'm doing a podcast about golf. I'll call you later. <laughs> that, that, that's who I golf with a lot. Oh, cool. So, um, uh, it goes, um, so Ilya Kazan is directing. A movie called Viva Zapata. Okay. Where Marlon Brando's playing Zapata and Anthony Quinn is playing, I think, his brother or something like that. Now, Marlon Brando played Stanley in Streetcar Named Desire, created the role, directed by Elia Kazan. The guy who did it on tour was Anthony Quinn. Ah. Okay? And Elia Kazan. So there's a scene where the brothers are really fighting, they're really angry at each other. And Elia Kazan. Whispers to uh, uh, Marlon Brando, you know, uh, I know you created the role of uh, Stanley, but um, from what I hear on tour, Anthony Quinn was so much better than you. I just, I just heard that, that, that on tour, that he, he you know, he, it, it's, it's just a shame that he didn't open the show. And then to Anthony Quinn, he goes over and whispers, Oh, no. You know, um, I hear you're great on the tour, but let's face it, you think of Stanley, you think of Marlon Brando. So these two hated each other, okay? Oh. And they never, it's horrible, horrible. Yeah. Well, maybe Russia is doing that to us. Whoa. Is secretly whispering to, uh, to the right. You know, the, the Hillary is blah, blah, blah. And uh, whispering to us, you know, uh, whatever Republican or, you know, much less Trump is this guy and this guy. And you read it. And truly, it is fake news. Yeah. I mean, at the time when fake news was really out there because the Russians are invading. Yeah. And that's how they invaded. So I, I, 
I wish we could unite people together, but unfortunately we have Elia Kazan in the middle whispering <laughs> things to all the Americans. A great dictator, great director. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, we're I, we're good. Like we we're we're at our time. I try to do an hour. Anything else you want to talk about? Oh my God! All you have to do is just say <laughs> go. I'm not good. Yeah, I'm not good with anything else you want to talk about. Yeah. You ask me a question. I'll just go and go and go. Yeah. But uh, why don't we no, put I got, a pin I got in nothing. It. I, I didn't have anything I wanted to say when we started. Right. You're asking the question. And now so it's I'm answering. 80, 90, 70 minutes later. Holy crow. We've covered a lot. We had right. a we had a few minutes prior. We did a little. I usually just hit record. So we even had some off mic discussion. Wow. Wow. Um, I just like the casual nature of it. I do too. Um, any, how about this? Why don't we end on the most inspirational advice you've ever been given for people out there who either. Advice, uh, advice, advice. Yeah, that they, 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 you know, because there are people listening to this that want to get into the creative advice arts about or in, golf or into advice, golf. Advice about life. I, I think about your avocation, right? Because I get a lot of messages about people wanting to get into golf, and it's like that's a hard nut to crack. But I think, how do you live your dream? All right. Um, when I was at school, there was a, ver- a, a guy who's a very famous director in Chicago and and elsewhere. A great, great guy and a great teacher named Frank Galati. And Frank Galati said, uh, somebody was getting up and happened to have been doing streetcar. Somebody was performing streetcar and, you, you know, they're and they're like, la, 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 and, uh, not giving it their all. And he got up there and uh, this is in college and he said, you know, the only reason you're acting right now is because your parents are paying a fortune for you to act. Okay, I'm paying Northwestern a lot of money, and now I'm giving you the opportunity to get up and act. Nobody wants to see you act. We, we don't care about you. And when you go down into the world, nobody wants to see you act. You're, you're, you're nobody. They, every actor wants, they want to get up and act, and they want to do it. This is the reason you were put on the planet. You want to act. This is what you love to do. I'm giving you the opportunity to do what you love to do. So you better grab it with all the gusto you have and put energy and put love and put concern into what you're doing. Because to be honest, we don't care. We want to act. We don't want to see you act. And I thought about that and I go, it's true. Whenever I get to work, it's because it's what I love to do and it's what um, what God put me on the planet for. And I suppose you can say that to any profession. Why am I doing this? If you're doing it to make money, I'm sorry. But if you are lucky enough to to have chosen something that you like or can even talk yourself into loving doing, go and do it with the most that you've got. Because... What the hell? It, it doesn't matter. Nobody wants to see you do that. We, we don't care. We want to be happy. So you might as well make yourself happy. I like it. Okay. Thank you, Richard. Thanks for your time. You and, bet. And um, is there anything coming up that we should tell people about? No. Fuck no, it. No, no, no. You're going to be. No, here. not the golfers would like. I think what I think what's coming up is you and I are going to play golf together. I'd love that. And, and, play- and believe me, I could go on about, for instance, what I'm learning of late is my teacher, I schlep all the way out an hour for this guy to teach me. Why don't you go to Chelsea Pierce? Oh, my God. Nobody good there. I really? Say that. I no, it's okay. That. You don't like the don't pros know. there. That's no, fine. No, 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 no. I shouldn't say that. 
I, you want to know something? I'm wrong. But it's way overpriced. Is it really? Oh my! It's God. like thirty bucks to hit a bucket or something like that. By the time you're done. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so, but that, but that's New York. Yeah. I mean, you're paying for a place that otherwise, you know, is 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 you know twice as much rent for yeah. half the, the space and everything, and they have to pay for their for that uh, realty. Yeah. I mean, that's it's expensive. It's so a huge it piece of property. Be. It's yeah, but it's convenient. Although Chelsea Piers is not really convenient, but it is in the you city. You have to take a cab. And. Uh, Oh yeah, or if you, yes, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, my guys out there, and I have recently, what when I this used to be my grip, so I would release early and I would. I'd oh, cup. it was a little horrible. casting. No, I wouldn't cast, but I'd I'd cup. Oh, okay. Okay. I, my 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 wrist would break, and I have since changed my, and I have gotten to the uh, pronation. Okay. It is the most difficult thing I've ever done because I've been playing for twenty years, cupping. Yeah, you know, scooping the ball, and now you're changing. Uh, and and I'm not a good athlete, and my eye hand coordination is not great, but I have made it good enough that I can be a decent golfer. But it's wrong, and no teacher has ever said anything. What? They, That's they, fucked up. It's no, on the on the actually, it's not. It's I'm going to take your swing and I'll make it better. You know, I'll take what you offer. But we're not going to start over. But we're not starting over. This guy has started over. Is that? Yes. So when, it, when did that start? The, the, it was, uh, it's been about eight months. Um, path. So you're, are you nearing the light at the end of the tunnel? Oh, I, I'm hitting the ball much better. My score is not good yet, but in a month or two of, of playing. If I lived in L.A., it would be much better because I'd be at the range every day for at least 20 minutes. All the time. Yeah, I, but I'm at the range all the time when I'm in L.A., at the expense of my career, but uh, uh, I'm not scoring well yet. But it will come. Yeah, I'm willing to. I'm. I, I haven't been gambling, so I don't care about. Uh, you don't gamble when you golf. Well, gambling and golfing is the difference. It's it's like singing in the shower versus singing at Carnegie Hall. <laughs> if you gamble, you you the game is different. It's it stresses me out. It's very stressful. Yeah, and I love that. You do. <laughs> oh yeah. Look. I'm, okay. You're a performer. I, I, well, no. I perform when I, when I, I got more scared teeing off number one hole with about thirty guys around at my club than I am when I did the producers at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, what a great, now, what a great play! By the it's way. great. But there's fifteen thousand people versus thirty guys, and I am terrified hitting a golf ball off the first tee because I can't hit the golf ball well all the time. Right. But I can act. You can act. I can act, so why not? It's, it's what, what I can... I know I can do that, but golf, I, I can't can't do that with, with any regularity. That must have been such... I'm sorry, that must have been such a fun role. Yeah, it was great. I lost Max. 10 pounds doing it. Did you really? Why? Yep, when I did on Broadway. Just, oh, running around, sweating. Oh my God, yeah. dancing. I, it was crazy. Not at the Hollywood. I only did like four performances at the Bowl, yeah. but I had done it on Broadway for seven months. So, did those songs get stuck in your head? Some of the songs from the producers? They do, and I and I feel like I'm like I can't. You can't sing those songs out loud, you know, like just on the street. Sure, you can, especially in New York. Oh, you can <laughs> sing them at the top of your lungs in New York. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could absolutely. Um, I mean, let's it. let's go. Let's get together and play golf next time. I would love it. I'd we'll love do it. we'll do golf jokes. You and I can do some research individually. Or or I'll take you to Lakeside. You take me to Wilshire. That sounds great. When are you coming to L.A. next? Whenever uh, whenever they want me. Okay, great. Yeah. Um. 
I'm going to Scotland. I'll be back in a couple weeks. That's great. Yeah, I, I, you know, come to New York, come to LA when it gets cool. I'm going to come back here in October or something. So, well, we'll, we'll could drive to the Hamptons. We can go. I out, love it. Play Centennial. We play. There's courses around here that are great. Have you played Somerset? Are you into like old? I, I got really into. Do you listen to podcasts at all? I do. I, I throw them. a lot. I, I, everybody, I love this guy Andy. He does this podcast called The Fried Egg. And he goes deep into uh, the historical relevance of golf and its architecture. So, you know, New York's a really wonderful place to play golf because it's got oh, all I of play, these. I play the Westchester courses. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So anyway, he which I don't know Westchester that well. Oh, the courses uh, are. Co- Sleepy oh. Hollow or what? No, that's not Westchester. Well, you play Sleepy Hollow, which is where uh, Larry used to belong. Um, I didn't know. Um, oh, there's. Oh, my God. You have uh, Wingfoot. You have. Yeah. Uh, 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 um, Westchester Country Club. Uh, oh my gosh, the great, great. No, I'm not talking great, great. Ridgewood out in New Jersey. The yeah, way they just, they're just playing there tomorrow. Who's I'm going there tomorrow. tomorrow. The 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 Northern Trust Open is there. Tomorrow. That, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. of course. Yes, Northern. Are you going tomorrow? I'm going tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow is Tuesday. Yeah, you want to come? Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. What are you going to do? You're not playing though. You're just no, no. Watch. I'm just going to film and like then in the afternoon. You know Kevin Chapel. I, I know the name. Yeah, I'm going to do a podcast with him in the afternoon. Oh, I was invited. They called me. It's Northern Trust. Is that who? Yeah, it is? yeah. You gonna play in the pro am on Wednesday? No, but if I go tomorrow, maybe they'll invite me. They should. I don't know. PGA Tour pro ams are psycho. They are. It's, it's I, crazy. I, I used to do the Bob Hope and yeah, was, was six and a half hours. Oh, easy, really? easy. Six, six and a half. It's crazy. Okay. Well, we didn't. No, it didn't take that long. Oh God, I'd oh, I'd love to. Me, they're not going to invite me. But if I went tomorrow, I was invited by the people of Northern Trust, a representative, um, to uh, go Thursday through, through Sunday, whatever day right. I wanted to go and go to their tent and everything like that. And that was very, very nice, and I'm so grateful. See, the, I'm a schmuck. You're not I'm, a I'm, schmuck. I'm some, I'm some guy who just walks around the street. But Northern Trust was kind enough to call me and invite me to stop by any day I want and give me a ticket. Now right. that's who couldn't love my life. Right. What a lucky guy I am. You are. I'm the luckiest guy around. On all sides, you know? And yes, I am. Uh, I am. You got a good sides. deal. I have great kids, beautiful wife, uh, a nice home, and a lovely, lovely career so far. You have a hole in one? Four of them. Fucking hell. Yeah. That's yes. that's not fair. Two of them at 186 yards. Wow. Exactly 186 yards. That's, that's not different courses. That's not a short one. Yes, and then one was a... a uh, a uh, what do you call it? Uh, an executive course, so it really doesn't matter. It but it was a, it was a, uh, and it was the ninth hole. It was only nine holes, and there was a guy uh, sitting on the patio, so he saw it, and therefore I, I couldn't just say, "Oh, look what I got." Right, right. Yeah, my favorite was, it's not mine. George Clooney's a good. I'll had to end this with with uh, George Clooney, and I, but uh, George. We were playing somewhere in San Diego or something like that, and it's the I think it's the ninth or the eighteenth of a of a fairly famous golf course, and it's a par three, and he hits it, and he whips it, and it just goes like two inches in front, and he got so mad he just hit the ball and put it in the hole for a three. No way. Yep. Or yeah, yeah, for 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 a, for a par. Uh, Oh no, that no, was for, actually a two. For for a two. He made a birdie. He, yeah, a hole in one for a birdie. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that hilarious? That's a am- I mean you just you just that must have been incredible. Like you're just like you can't stop laughing. Oh, you can't stop laughing. No. 
Yeah, I got other. Uh, That's my favorite part about golf is you, is every shot is a chance for that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Oh, when I'm gambling and I'm thinking, okay, all I have to do is two putt and I'll win. Well, no, no, no. He's 30 yards out and he could put it in the hole yeah. and beat me. And now I got a one putt. I, oh, I, it's, it's nuts. Nuts. Oh, I, I play with a very, very good golfer. Uh, he's a plus two. His name is Chuck Miller. He used to, he used to be the club champion at Wilshire. Uh, okay. Chuck I don't, Miller. I don't know him, but I feel no, like I've, I've seen him. his no, name no, no, on the no. wall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So D- Chuck, Chuck Miller. D. Miller? D- middle name D? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Are you, are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? So we're playing at some course. It's a par five. He's a real long hitter. He's got wrists the size of my thighs. And I'm in front of the green in three. I get a stroke from him. Thing like that. He puts it in the water in two. Up by the green. Okay. Takes a drop. Holes out for birdie. He chipped up. And he's a good enough golfer that he, you know, I say there's two types of golfers. One that step up to a putt and go, just let me get it near, just give me a dip. <laughs> and one who's off the green and chips it and says, let me put it in. Wow. That's yeah. two kinds of golfers. I am, the, I am the first guy. I am, please let me two putt. Please <laughs> let me two putt. I and kind of go in between. Okay. Yeah. You know, well, you're a six. Depends on the day. And you're, you, you. I mean, you're, you, you have the, the fit body of an athlete. Yeah. So I am not. I try. I, I am. But you don't well, need to be. You when just, people anybody say, how, I, I, they, they, they say, am I a good golfer? I go for what I look like. I'm spectacular. <laughs> no. Okay. That's it. Thanks, Richard. Have a great. Have a, enjoy your night, everybody, or your day, or whatever, wherever you're at in life. Bye.